Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All righty. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller talking sports with you for the next two hours. We appreciate you spending uh, some of your morning into the afternoon with us. A BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic slash Iowa Everywhere will join us uh, from Kansas City at the bottom of the hour. A recap yesterday, set the scene for tonight, and uh, it all seems right in the world, right? Kansas and Iowa State in Kansas City mm-hmm. at the uh, T-Mobile again. Need this matchup on a yearly basis. Don't always get it, obviously. We will tonight at 6 o'clock. So Chris Williams will start it off. We've got another Chris, Chris Andrews from the South Point. We will do our our sports wagering uh, a segment uh, to kick off our number two, but Mike Palm is uh, tied up today, probably next week, because there's a little tournament going on, and yeah. it's a little crazy uh, <laughs> in Las Vegas. But uh, Chris Andrews from the South Point, who Trent and I are big fans of, and is one of the pioneers in the um, bet booking business in uh, in Las Vegas. He's been doing that uh, since the 70s uh, in Vegas. So Chris Andrews will join us. One of those sneaky properties, right? That's uh, never on anybody's front of mind when you're headed to Vegas. Where are you going to go? I love the setup there. Just, just love it. It really is. Took you out there the first time, what, a couple years back? And, uh, probably two years ago, yeah. yeah. And uh, we're going to stay at the South Point. Chris has got us hooked up with some rooms. All right, I'll try it. Yes, and... we're going slumming, Condon. I mean, come on, <laughs> yeah, is that well, the best you could do? I got your free room. I mean, you're, you're all right. You're not going to complain no. too much about it. I was, I was really, really impressed. And I'm... the biggest thing for you is the horse book. Right? Oh, they cater to horse players. Yeah. They're, it's their own separate area. It's huge, and it used to be like that everywhere. It's not the case anymore. Right. Uh, I get it. On one, I mean, on one hand, it's guaranteed money. I mean, there's no risk. Mm-hmm. They take fifteen percent off every dollar that's bet on a horse race, and just put it in their pocket. And they don't care who wins. Anyways, enough about that. Uh, Chris Andrews kicks off our number two. And then Tom Kakert will um, dot I's, cross T's on what we saw yesterday in Chicago. It was a brief uh, appearance at the United Center for the Hawks. Boy, just, I don't know about you when you were watching the game, but in the second half, it just seemed like, you know what? They're not going to win this game. Yeah, it felt inevitable. Kind of like the Nebraska game where this team just, can't get over the hump, can't figure out. When it's not going well, it doesn't go well for them. And they've had the comebacks in the miraculous Mm -hmm. ones, Michigan State, Michigan, Indiana, Indiana, even the Wisconsin game, the first one forcing overtime, though they didn't get it done there. True, yep. They've had those. Is that maybe masking that this is a below-average basketball team? I think I'm starting to wonder that that's the case. I I think that's the reality. Or certainly not not worthy of, look, they they win last Sunday. They're a two-seed in this thing. For crying out loud. They're 2-6 and six against the bottom teams in the conference. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Anyways, boy, that's been a, a, a tournament of upsets up until mm-hmm. uh, last night when Maryland uh, picked off Minnesota fun tournament. That Penn State team, you're, you've, you've identified a real I fun team to watch. I love They them. are a fun team to watch, Trent. I, was, uh, I knew you were on them, so that's where I spent my uh, early evening before I switched over to the uh, Big 12 for, uh, what did I see, uh, the TCU uh, K-State. K-State, TCU? Yeah. And yeah. TCU couldn't miss. They couldn't miss. And, T- and and K-State was in it for a while, and then TC opened up a lead and never gave it back. So, um, obviously, we're going to, in, in this first segment, we'll recap 
what we saw yesterday. Maybe take a sneak peek ahead. We will certainly with Chris Williams with he joins us at the bottom of the hour. So let's do Iowa State first as they came out on top. They played first. They were 11 o'clock in the morning. I mean, what a wonderful day for Cyclone fans that were down there, right? Especially yeah. they're there to root for their team by 1 o'clock in the afternoon, one fifteen, whatever time it was, one fifteen. Their team had advanced, and they got all the rest of the day to party if oh, they wanted. Man. I mean, how great oh. is that? No, when you're playing, you don't have to play until Friday evening. At 6. Right. It's not like you have to rush out of bed to get to the... You know, the prep rally that, uh, or the pep rally rather, that they'll attend. I mean, I'm guessing that's, and I'm, I'm really, this is one of the things I really love about Cyclone fans making their way to Hilton South. The, the service industry people are counting on Cyclone fans. Yes. Right? Because their debit cards, they're full of cash and their, and their uh, pockets likewise. And they spend, spend, spend and tip going, uh, tip along with it. So, I know that there are people in the service industry love to see Iowa State make a long run in this thing, and maybe they will. And I've already heard from a ton of Cyclone people that uh, we're going to wait and see. That are it's, headed down this morning? And then all of a sudden, yeah. you get that win. All right, we're going to take a half day uh-huh. on Friday. We'll get down there uh-huh. middle of the afternoon, and uh-huh. all of a sudden, now well, plenty of time to get well lubricated and ready to get those vocal cords ready for tonight, which those Kansas-Iowa State games. They're just they are so know. special. They are. They are. You get the split fan base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be a couple other fan bases, in it, but it, it's not the same. No. And certainly with K-State being knocked out, yep. I mean, it takes it to another level. That's true. It's going to be 85% probably Iowa State and Kansas fans mm-hmm. inside the building. And the late game, they're cheering for Iowa State. They want Iowa State. Right, I right. Mean, at TCU, can't, Texas fans, they'll swallow hard and cheer for the clones. I mean, do you think it's going to be... 50-50, maybe even 55-45 yeah, Iowa State. It. When you factor in the uh, yeah. the late game fan base, I mean, they're not cheering for Kansas. No, Come on. absolutely they're not. They're sick of Kansas winning this thing or certainly winning the conference year after year in the regular season. So they get down 50-42. No, it was 52-42. Yeah, they yeah. added another bucket. You're right. We got off the air. It was 52-42 by the time I got in the car. We're on the third floor. Uh-huh. And I don't take the elevator. <laughs> I don't move as fast. But point being, by the time I got in the elevator, they closed it within five. Yeah. And just like that. Or the car, rather, they close it within five. They get right back into it and just everything falling their way, mm-hmm. making plays. Kalsher, they got good Gabe. Yeah, they did. And when that happens. Neutral site Gabe, as they, they call him. They can, mm-hmm. they can beat most everybody yeah. in the country. because and they just flat out guard you, too. They do. And the cloud that was surrounding the program yeah. with whatever else was lingering with Caleb Grill. Trent, they're better without him. And to go out there in that first game. And say everybody's playing. Mm-hmm. And to and and going out of his maybe not going out of his way, but ensuring that everybody we need everybody to be in, and everybody played. And it said, and, and I thought it really um, made a statement to the team. You're all going to get the. You're all going to see the floor. We need everybody now. The grill's gone. And then they did it again yesterday. Holly, they all played. Holly got to play. Holly got to play. Eli King was in the game. Ward's playing more minutes than he has all year. Watson continues to prove worthy of minutes. I love Robert Jones in the starting lineup. He just he's he's found his game and he's found his love for the game seemingly again. Lipsy doing what he did. Wow. What a game he had. Doing game. everything. Absolutely everything. Five steals, five assists, double figures, yeah. a double-double yep. with the 11 rebounds. It's the, the hustle steals plays. to me that jump off the page. And, and how many times he's chasing after the ball. You know, that long rebound he got in the corner, the yes. offensive rebound, knowing where the shot's going to be, following a shot. Just mm-hmm. those little intangible things that he is doing, that's winning basketball. And that's what they're playing right now. They're doing all the right things. This is a team that believes. And then you know, reading PD's article in the Register after the game yesterday, 
uh, talking about that tight-knit connection. And I think he was also deriding the fact that they don't get to go in the locker room until we get to postseason anymore in that article. But they got that. And the reporter's getting to feel that. That's something that you don't get over the course of the year. It's different when you wait sometimes 45 minutes, Mm -hmm. an hour, and finally you get the players there. And a press conference is completely different than... Going in the locker room. In the locker room. That's an important part. And, And I thought Petey did a really good job of kind of relaying that here back to Des Moines for the people that were not in Kansas City. I gotta get there sometime. Oh, it's a fun turn. I know it's so tough for me, obviously doing oh, state basketball. Right, right, right. Difficult to make it happen, mm-hmm. but definitely going to have to try mm-hmm. to make it happen at some point because just seeing the experience, seeing the way that you know, the Iowa State fans show up in a game like this, like I said, they're just something special when it's Kansas Iowa State down there. Couldn't agree with you more. And we're going to get it tonight. We're going to get it tonight at uh, six o'clock. So we'll see. Uh, Bill Self is not going to coach in the uh, for the entire Big Twelve tournament. Uh, Reigns to be seen his availability going forward. No, um, I guess prog- a diagnosis that made been made public. No. So I, again, the speculation that we had yesterday, twenty four hours basically of this time, mm-hmm. and the speculation down there it was, was heart. it was a heart attack, yeah. and there were some other things that are out there. But in the release, they went out to put it. Or they went as far as to say. You know that the, there's have been some media reports that Coach Self had a heart attack. That is not true, and I'm paraphrasing. But is I'm that close. what it said? Oh, okay, yes, I, didn't, did. I did not see that. Yes. Okay, well that's but that's as much as we got, right? And I, we don't, I don't need to know what he's got. I mean, it's his own business. But I don't know. It just it just feels odd, right? Mm-hmm. Because we mentioned the COVID angle. That's yep. usually put in there one way or the other. Mm-hmm. If it's some kind of COVID diagnosis, they'll say that, and if not, they don't. Right. And then, well, is it the flu? Is it, it just? It leads to this rampant speculation that is out there and that, well, led to Kansas having yep. to put out a press release. It was not a heart attack. Nope. Yet, has that cured anything? Because certainly nothing I saw. No, but there's still people that speculate that it maybe wasn't a heart attack, but maybe an aneurysm. Or, oh, okay. I mean, who knows? Right. Who knows? We know he's not going to coach this weekend. That's not a good thing. I, I don't care who's taken over for him. I mean, uh, Bill Self pushes the right buttons during games. Um, that That's... That's one of the. That's one of his strengths as a head. I mean, look at this. Who's the success that he has had? Uh, and you take him, the guy that uh, you know, the voice and the face of the program for all so many years, and all of a sudden he's not going to be there. It's not a good thing. It's not a positive. You're, there's going to be uh, somewhat of a step backwards, uh, regardless of who's on his bench that's taken over. So we'll see uh, how big of an issue it uh, it ends up being, and and whether he's able to um, you know answer the bell. We don't know. Obviously, we hope he can. We wish he was going to be there tonight. Um, hope he's not there tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, not because of health, because of uh, results. Uh, but anyways, all right. Real quick on, uh, we'll get to Jeff in just a second. Real quick, just your thoughts on on Iowa, um, the game against Ohio State. It was just, I mean, it was close the entire uh, game, right? Mm-hmm. It was just one of those, you score, I score, I score, you score, back and forth type of affairs. But man, oh man, I, I just keep coming back, and it's unfair to Tony Perkins uh, because you know, he's a good free throw shooter. Yeah. He missed him. He missed him with two and a half minutes or right around there. Two and a half minutes, the one-point game. You knew when he missed them both. I, th- I thought, you know what, it's not going to go their way. And that's exactly the way that it played out. You let him hang around, let mm-hmm. him get a, get a little confidence. They jumped out to a quick lead and just never could bury him. You have Peyton Sanford that gets two bad fouls against him. Trent, I still haven't seen a foul. I, no, there weren't. I thought maybe the first one he stepped on his foot. Maybe, but Maybe. It, but officials actually see watching for someone his foot stepped on. That's inadvertent play on the second one. I mean, my God, here's 
another piece. And, and of course, Fran put him on the bench. And for put the, him on the bench. Yeah, and fouled him out in the first half. And he doesn't get a three-point attempt the whole game. Which is ridiculous. And, and, and he's so out of the flow. Just doesn't get his normal minutes. Mm-hmm. He trusts his guys. We hear Fran talk about this a ton. That he trusts his guys. In late-game situations, that's why Fran doesn't like to use timeouts. Mm-hmm. Because he trusts his guys. Well, if you trust your players... And if there's a guy that you should trust on this team in a circumstance like that, to not pick up a third foul, isn't it Peyton Sanford? Certainly one of the very short list, yeah. He's a guy that absolutely you should trust in Mm -hmm. that situation. If you have that much trust, then trust in your guys. Actually do it. Actually show it. It is this myopic thinking, and it's gone to another level. In the past, it was always a rule that Fran had. But he would skirt around it from time to time. Now, usually late in the first half. Right. It it is so hard and fast. He wouldn't put him in the the last 30 seconds of the the first half. Wouldn't do it. Would they have the ball? Yep, wouldn't do it. Use their timeout, use use it or lose Mm -hmm. a timeout, and wouldn't even put him in in that situation. But didn't he do that last year a time or two with Keegan? When Keegan had a... There were only a couple of instances, but I remember... I think you and I were... Kind of shocked that it happened, even with Keegan Murray at one point during our conversations here. This year, Iowa is last in the country in two-foul participation. Uh, where in the hell are you finding that? Uh, this is from Ken Pomeroy. <laughs> okay. Two-foul participation. Uh, the team above them is UCLA, Mick Cronin, another coach mm-hmm. that has that line of thinking. Uh, players with two fouls in the first half to play a total of four minutes and 54 seconds for UCLA. Mm-hmm. Iowa, three seconds. Jeez. Three seconds. That's this the year. gap between the worst, the, the lowest, and the second. <laughs> Holy man. You know, speaking of UCLA, I read this just real quick on, because a lot of folks like UCLA. They're trying mm-hmm. to, you're, you're shopping for that team, right? You're looking for that team in a wide open year. Without Clark in the lineup, the defensive player at, of the year at UCLA, do you know what the analytics say? The diff, the point differential is with him playing and not playing. Do you know how big it is? It must be pretty significant. It's 11. Oh, no. Per, That's per, huge. Per 100 possessions. So. <laughs> For for that, all right, that is the difference. Let's see, 11 points, the difference. I'm looking at uh, defensive efficiency numbers. That is the difference between what Iowa is on the defensive end and let's go up 11 spots up to... Uh, that would be if Iowa all of a sudden became the 23rd best defense in the country. It's, That's where TCU it's massive. is. It's massive. <laughs> That's where Purdue is, Wisconsin, that range. That is a huge gap there. I no longer like UCLA. Oh, boy. I like that number, and mm-hmm. thank you for that. That's a good nugget to have. Well, I, read, I don't even remember where I read it on Twitter yesterday. Um, anyways, let's get Jeff in here, then we'll get back to it again. Chris Williams from Kansas City. Bottom of the hour, Chris Andrews from the South Point. Uh, to kick off hour two, Tom Kakert, Claxon's Barbecue giveaway as well uh, before we get out of here at 1 o'clock. Hello, Jeff. Guys, how are you? First, uh, Trent, I didn't want to start with this because I want to talk Cyclones, but you guys brought up um, – Stanford, it's not really Stanford. I, I believe in the second half, I don't know, they gave up back-to-back possessions of corner threes, weak closeouts. Mm-hmm. And then as much as I love Connor, and it's not just Connor, but there was, I don't know, probably two, three straight possessions. They just got beat on a straight-line drive, mm-hmm. and they had a hack and send them to the free-throw line, and, and they hit their free-throw. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's the biggest takeaway that, that I took out, out of that game. But I didn't call for that reason. I just wanted to throw that out. A uh, couple things with Iowa State before I get started that you guys didn't say. Number one, Ten quad one wins this year. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have six top ten wins in the nation. <clears throat> that is number one in the nation. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And I know they have their you know woes on the road, but when you can beat six top ten teams in the nation, and I, you can count North Carolina, they're not going to make some of it. I get it, but they were, they were in the top ten of the time. Yeah. Let's get to this game. <clears throat> you know, Ken, you hit it right on the nose. 
they played one, two, three, four. Four players on the bench got 20 minutes or less. They got 10 points out of that. If their bench, and that's with Oshuni getting four. So if their bench is, is aggressive and scoring and getting, I don't know, 10 to 16 points off the bench, that's a huge asset to this team. Um, and Gabe was Gabe. We hit on that. You kind of touched on Lipsy. But let me give you the stat line and everyone that's listening because this is unbelievable. They had 13 points. Okay. 11 rebounds. Unbelievable. They killed Baylor on the glass. Yes, by, killed him. By almost double. Yep. Five assists. Shot 50% from the field. Oh, by the way, had five steals. This guy brings his lunch pail, and he's going to be there for another three years, adding on to the recruiting class that they have coming in. I was late to the party with Lipsy, but you know what? This guy hmm. is stirring the drink for the Cyclones, and they've played Kansas tough both games this season. I'm kind of curious. I'll leave you with this, and I want to hear what you have to say. Um, they've been in Des Moines, then they played themselves out of Des Moines. If they beat Kansas, can they play themselves back into Des Moines? You guys have a good day. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Um, if they beat – oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, um, Lenardi has them as the closest five – to the four line, mm-hmm. so that would be team seventeen, right? Uh, Shelby has uh, Iowa State as team eighteen. If they beat Kansas, yeah, I mean, I guess, right? Bracket Matrix has them right now still as a five seed mm-hmm. of the hundred and two updated brackets that they have currently. Do they, in does there. that list overall seed? It does. Uh, they are, in fact, the last five. But this last has not been five. updated okay. as of most of the brackets last night. These are through yesterday. So even bouncing them up a couple of spots. It's going to be on the fringe. Here's here's one thing you have to look at, though. Who is going to be, of course, Kansas is going to be here. Mm-hmm. I, I feel pretty confident mm-hmm. that that is going to be yep. the case, that the Jayhawks are going to have the path through Des Moines. So who is the other top seed? Well, Marquette, if they win the Big East, it's going to be probably a number two seed. And with that... Where are they now? They're uh, Three? Are they a three? They're, they're a three. Yeah, right on that yeah, front. Yeah, yeah, mostly threes yeah. out there. But if they go on, win the Big East, mm-hmm. that's a possibility. They get a two, even as a three. You know, do they get closer to home? Columbus is decently close. Des Moines is much closer, though, uh, to Milwaukee. So that's one to keep an eye on. Kansas State, you feel better now about maybe Iowa State getting that advantage yeah. over K-State yeah. in yeah. a circumstance like that. Yeah. You know, Texas is kind of a weird one. Do they ship them over to Birmingham? Do they go to Denver? I've seen plenty of that. Plus, you got to remember, two teams do have to go out west. Yeah, we know UCLA is going to be out there, maybe Arizona, but you're looking for two more teams. Is it Gonzaga? And then somebody's going to have to travel, and mm-hmm. that's a real possibility. So there's a lot out there. It's a ton of moving parts, and that's what kind of makes this speculation so much fun. But it's back on the table now. It's a real possibility of, of having that happen. But Think where we were quest. this time last week. Right. Before the bed. I mean, think where we yeah. were. Think about here's a here's one from John Walters. He tweeted this yesterday after the game and stuck with me. Iowa State outright out rebounded Baylor thirty to five in the second half. What? Thirty to five. That is as odd as the Michigan stat from yesterday, where they oh. didn't score a field goal for nineteen of the twenty minutes. That's unthinkable. It's unthinkable. <laughs> Both of them unthinkable. Iowa State out rebounded Baylor thirty to five in the second half. From John Walters. That's I you I would never believe that. Nor, nor would have I. Let's do this in our final few minutes here <laughs> before we break for Chris Williams. Give me we don't know the bracket, obviously. Yeah. The four teams you feel the best about. Give me your final four. The four teams that are gonna make the final four. Don't know the bracket. May they may they may not work out. What four teams do you think, if you could, and the bracket worked out your way, which who would you have? Kansas, Houston. You still like Houston? I do. Okay, all right. Uh, I think they get to an Elite Eight. Okay. And then 
Okay. You know, it's probably going to be. Do, do you have UCLA in anymore? That that number changed it for me too. They were definitely on my list. Do you have Purdue in the Final Four? No, I don't either. Alabama, no, I don't either. I think that uh, Karma's going to catch up with them. I I think that's a good way to put it. I can't get behind the Zags. I can't get behind Marquette, K State, Tennessee. Too <sighs> limited both offensively. Uh-huh. What about Arizona? <sighs> Two bigs. Yeah, not quite. Mm-hmm. UConn. I, I love UConn. Yeah, I love that team. Just the, when they're at their apex, mm-hmm. I think they're the best team in the country. Right now? When they are playing their best, when everything is clicking, I think they're the best team mm-hmm. in the country. Mm-hmm. I like Indiana sometimes, right. too inconsistent. Yep, that's true. Dark horse, maybe Miami, if there's a path there. I would say Kansas, Houston, UConn, and then I give think, me a bracket. I think UConn's one of those teams, I'm with you. Kansas without self, does it matter to you? I don't think so. Just, See, I think it does for me. He's such a good coach. He pushes the right buttons. He does. It's like, you. would you trust Michigan if they were good? And they're good. Michigan State without Izzo? No. I wouldn't either. It's, it's kind of like Kansas without self. They got experience. Mm-hmm. One that cut down the nets last year. Um, but basically doing it with a, almost a completely new team. Mm-hmm. And yes, if who got the start yesterday. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, do you, do you eliminate Baylor by what we've seen the last two weeks? I think so. I think so too. They just and they're still clinging. Are they still a two on on Matrix, or they fall to a three? They're still a two. Still a two. But again, this has not, not been updated. fully updated. So Shelby still has them as a two. Shelby MassBracketWag.com, and he updates every day. Remember Baylor? I mean, looking. We talked about Iowa State and their ten quad one victories. Baylor has eleven. Mm-hmm. Trent, when Baylor went to Lawrence. Two or three Saturdays ago now, mm-hmm. and they were up big at the end of the first half. Right. This hasn't been the same basketball team since. Right. I mean, Kansas came roaring back, beat them, and and they've just kind of gone down, uh, gone the wrong way. I don't know, man. I'm trying to find four teams. It's hard. It is hard. I'm with you on UConn. I'm totally with you. Kansas, I guess. You with me in Houston? See, I, I don't have a single Houston ticket. They're the Eagles for me in, this, in oh, football. No. If the Eagles would have won the Super Bowl, I'm out. If, if Houston cuts down the nets, I'm clobbered. i got to take a stand against somebody. I don't know them well enough. I know Kevin, yeah. uh, Calvin Thompson can coach his own what off. Marcus Sasser's outstanding. Yeah. I mean, he's been around for seemingly ever. Hibben Shed in the backcourt. They're tough. They're going to grind you. Mm-hmm. And at least efficiency Good enough wise, to win six games? It's the question about the offense. I know the efficiency numbers are really good. They're fifth in the country in offensive efficiency, but mm-hmm. they play at a grinded out. Their tempo is 347th. Mm-hmm. And and that concerns me because mm-hmm. there's going to be that game. Maybe it's in the round of 32 and, oh man, we're down 58-52 with four to play because yeah. we're playing this grinded out style. And now we got to score quickly to get back into it. Mm-hmm. That would be my concern with them. Could One, be an Elite Eight, could be in a, a round of 32, but it's going to happen at some point. I'm with you. That's my concern with Houston. All right, we, you, were, you were at the well, so we didn't get to have this conversation. Uh, uh, when did you miss? Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. So you weren't, you weren't with me after the Gonzaga-St. Mary's game. Yeah. Are we missing Gonzaga this year? Might this be the year? Well, wouldn't it, I mean, just kind of be apropos of college basketball this year right? and, and how many times that we've talked about Gonzaga? I don't think I'm overreacting to what I saw against St. Mary's because I think St. Mary's is a pretty good team. They are. A decent team. The WCC is good this year. Mm-hmm. And not just a good mid-major. It's a good conference. I I think you could make an argument it's as good as the American. 
It's as good as mm-hmm. the Big East. It's mm-hmm. as good as the ACC this year. I, I think there's not just the top two teams. There's depth in that conference that we haven't seen before. So the the one year everybody rules out the Zags because right. we'll never do it again. Uh-huh. Might this be the year? I could see it. I could too. I mean, we I, know what Timmy is inside. Bolton can get hot from the outside. Yeah. Now, Bolton's shooting forty percent from downtown. Is he really? Yeah, Strother. He's another guy I that like can fill it up from the outside. Yeah, Got like that him. length to his game, yep. kind of that skinny game. Where he fires it up, he's forty-two percent from downtown. They got pieces, and yeah, I, I think it would just be kind of college basketball mm-hmm. this year. I'm going. I'm going to go Gonzaga, UConn, Kansas. I know you want to take Purdue. I know I do. You just want me to be wrong. <laughs> no, I don't want you to be wrong. I want to cash a ticket. <laughs> ah, that's true too. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Cat, what Arizona? You don't love it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like the position I'm in. Anyways, uh, we will be in position to talk to Chris Williams when we come back. Uh, Chris is in Kansas City. You're 100% right. You know, it never dawned on me. They open up the locker rooms and the media goes right in there and Mm -hmm. does their, that's great, terrific. Um, Not the case. Uh, Good stuff. Got some good content from, you know, Osen was down there. Chris was down there and... Rob Gray was down there for the Gazette, etc. Stansberry's in there doing his thing. Miller and Condon, 13's there. Reister's there. Heinz. Heinz is there. So I wonder um, of the TV stations that went. Um, Sears went to Chicago. He's back home. He's back home. Or heading home. And the um, Shannon, what's her last name? For, uh, it starts, it with, starts an with an E. e yeah. yeah. She's new. She's good uh, at uh, KCCI. So they get, they get to come home. They thought they were spending the weekend in Chicago. Not so much. Oh, yeah. One day in the caravan headed back west uh, is happening. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. The draw. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. 25 minutes before noon, Miller and Condon radio program with you until 1, hour number 2. Uh, Chris Andrews from the South Point will join us. And then uh, Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com before we give you an opportunity to win barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Off we go. Speaking of barbecue, Kansas City bound. Chris Williams is there, where I believe he's staying in John Miller's basement. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that didn't, didn't happen. Okay, <laughs> I saw my, that. My family, my family is upcoming, so the uh, Miller house didn't, didn't house us. Okay, uh, we're at the we're downtown. All right. Well, uh, John's going to Vegas with the crew next uh, for Sweet Sixteen weekend, right? Yes. Yeah. You and me and him, and uh, we got a videographer. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a hell of a time. I can't wait. No, I can't. They, that'll be hopping. It'll. I feel like it'll be a little different too than the last time we were there because. That was like middle of the week. Like, it, yeah. uh, you know better than me, Ken. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be bananas. Yeah, it really, it really is. And uh, so much fun. I'm excited to see John. If you see him, um, you know, this week, because I think he's going to the session tonight, uh, tell him hi. I look forward to seeing him. Of course, he manned these uh, this seat from two to four for uh, a long time, uh, doing solo afternoons uh, before the f bombs dropped, <laughs> which is kind of point of demarcation for KX to know it. Anyways, yeah. uh, Chris, uh, what a game yesterday, right? Fifty-two, forty-two. Thinking, ah, you know what? Uh, getting a little extra rest not the worst thing in the world. Look what happened last year when they got bounced in the first round of the tournament. They got a little extra time, regrouped, and made it all the way to the Sweet Sixteen. But man, they just went on a run and just they just kept getting rebound after rebound on both ends of the floor. Just remarkable turnaround from fifty-two forty-two. 
Yeah, I mean, they're really tough. You know, that, that toughness is what. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But what comes to you when you watch those games against Baylor, um, just Baylor really does not like their, their pressure, does not like their physicality. And I, I don't think it's a fluke. You know, though clearly it's not a fluke that they've beaten that team three times. Mm-hmm. Even when Iowa State was down 10, I felt like Iowa State was playing really well, honestly. Like I, I said at halftime when they were down by three, I told Jerry Stansbury, I go, well, the best have they played all year. But that kid, Bridges, kept hitting shots. And, you know, and you just kind of thought, I did at least, that, you know, I didn't know if they would win, but I did not think this would be a deal where they lose by double digits because I'm a big, it doesn't work all the time, but I'm a big return to the mean type of guy. And I just had a feeling that kid couldn't keep, you know, what did he start? Like eight of eight from three or something? Like it was. 27% 27% three-point shooter on the year. I mean, He had that, five the week before, Chris. Five points overall <laughs> in the game. Yeah. He had, I, I think he had, like, as many threes in the first half as he had in the last month of the season. It's crazy. <laughs> and it's a scouting report thing. So, like, Iowa State fans are like, well, why don't you guard him? Well, the whole game plan is to not guard him because he's the worst shooter on the team, right? And sometimes guys get hot like that, but credit to Iowa State, they just, they just outlasted him, out-toughed him, and, you know, really, there's no doubt at the end of that game who the better team was. Really impressive to beat that Baylor team three three times this year the way that they have. Three victories, and this team, you know, after the dismissal of Caleb Grill, we were saying, all right, well, we'll see a little more Watson, I'm sure. But the t- decision by TJ and the staff to get everybody out there, Eli King, Holly, you're going to get a minute. Mm-hmm. It's just a minute, yeah. but you're going to get out there. Ward, we need you. Reengaging yeah. the whole roster. What a stroke of genius that was. Yeah, I, I agree, Trent. And, and one of my key takeaways yesterday just was a macro thing. I mean, can we go back now? And, and clearly we have hindsight. But to two weeks ago when all that was going down, and you just think back on it now. Like the amount of grapefruit that that move took, yeah. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> you know, right. by October, yeah, right. Like, think about that. Yeah. Like the week before the postseason, everything's down. You just lose on Senior Day, and you you kick off to this guy who's been like the staple of your program at multiple stops right. the way that he did, and and you know, I can't I can't in good faith like tell you. They kicked Caleb Grill out, and now the team has responded this way because of that. We don't know that, but it's a damn big coincidence. Yeah, they're losing. They are. Yep. And, you know, I, I think TJ went in there that day when, when Caleb got dismissed, and I think he said, well, we suck right now, guys, and if we don't start playing better, we're not going to be playing basketball for very much longer. So we're starting the season over. Everybody's playing tomorrow. Show me who wants to be here. And, and by God, they have responded in a, in a brilliant way. 
And uh, speaking of brilliant ways, I, I think TJ's starting five this last couple of weeks, and I hope it stays the same. Robert Jones inserted in the starting line. Trey King getting starter minutes. Uh, I think that has gone a long way. I love the new, you know, Shuna coming off the bench, Cooch coming off the bench. I love this new starting five. Not that Jones plays any more minutes than he normally has, but Trey King is more into the game seemingly. Yeah. Uh, I, I love what he's doing, Chris. Yeah, I think I think Trey King's a huge piece to this because they're playing him at the five a lot and it just frees them up. But here's the thing about Oshun fans have clamored for more Oshun all year, probably less now as he's kind of, I don't want to say he's regressed, but I think the big 12's worn him down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is proven that he has a limit when he gets to like 17 minutes, his production drops considerably. So like right now, the way that they're doing it with him playing 12 to 15 minutes, it's not as much as you probably wanted when you got him, but it, it's really effective stuff. He's really efficient. He's not making the dumb mistakes. He's better on defense because he's fresh. And and Jones in the same boat. Well, now you have, you know, this combination of Trey King, and you can throw Jazz out there for a two minute stretch as well. And it, it it yeah, it really seems to be working. And and don't look past this either. I think this is a very real thing. Jazz was out when they were really successful early. Mm-hmm. Jazz comes back. At this point, Caleb Grill has the back problem. I do think that it took a while for this staff and for the team to learn, you know, this new iterate like of, of the of the of the roster, you know, of the minutes. And that's a very real thing when you're when you're at this level. You get you know, you get I don't know if complacent's the word, but you, this is the way we do it. And sometimes you need a massive, you know, something to happen to kind of break that and removing grill and, you know, and and I just feel like everybody kind of knows their role now more than they did a month ago. Well, we've seen this team play Kansas obviously twice this year. First one down to the wire, nip puck game against the Jayhawks and then ran them off the floor in Hilton. Look at the matchup. Minus Bill Self. How do you equate that? You're a numbers guy, Chris. Uh, how many yeah. points is Bill Self worth? Oh, I don't know. I I kind of feel like that team's playing for him right now in a weird yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. And they also have a little experience without him. They do. That's true. Right? Yeah. Plenty of it. Yeah. So probably less than normal. Maybe a couple points. Yeah. But I also think, I mean, if you guys have never, if any of the listeners have never been down here for, an Iowa State Kansas game at T-Mobile. It's one of the great atmospheres mm-hmm. that you that you get. Uh, you know, covering Iowa State or being an Iowa State fan, even for Iowa fans, it's like the, the, the it's it's really. I mean, it's it's fifty fifty. There's heavy alcohol involved. People have been <laughs> at power night all day. You just throw them in there. Yeah. It's it's incredible. And but like I I, I think Kansas will be just fine without Coach Self. And being around him a little bit yesterday, I stayed, went into their locker room. And it, it seems like it's kind of a doing this for coach type feel right now. So, yeah, it may be a couple points. I, mean, I think it's naive. To, he's the best coach in college basketball. And to not have them there means something. But I also think that, you know, he's so good and his program is so good that it, you know, him being away for a couple of games maybe isn't that big of a deal because of 
you know, all the work that they previously put in. Yeah, and the, and the fact that they've got experience playing with on that that's a fair point. I do think it's worth something, though, Chris, because you nailed it. I mean, you don't uh, you lose the best coach, arguably, in college basketball, and he's not there. Um, he knows the buttons to push with those kids. We, we'll see. And you combine that with the fact that, yep, there's going to be a lot of Kansas and Iowa State fans, but the fans that are there for the late game, Texas TCU in this case, they're not rooting for the Jayhawks. They want Iowa no. State to win. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, I totally agree, and I I know I'm getting ahead of it. Um, I know I'm getting out of myself, but you can't help but start to wonder about if there's a Tyrese Hunter Iowa oh State. Oh my! <laughs> you never rubber match. That. Yeah, yeah. You know, and again, you throw because it'll be all Iowa State fans if that's the case, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there'll be people driving down. I I know multiple people who are like, oh, if they win today, I'm coming down for the championship. In the powder keg that that place would be in that scenario, but they, you know, a lot obviously a lot has to happen. But yeah, point taken, and, and it'll be fascinating too. The diehard junkies will stay, but I would say the majority of the people at Sprint Center tonight or T-Mobile, whatever, lose track, yeah. are going to get out of there and head to the women's game right across the street, right after yeah. it, because the Iowa State women tip off at. 7.30, I'll probably be closer to 8. So there's not going to be anyone there for that second game. It's going to be <laughs> packed, crazy, and then everybody's going to leave. <laughs> That's absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. So what, what's the game plan for everybody? I mean, just as quick as possible, try to get over. And, and how quick can they get over to the other building? It's not bad, really. It's a, about a 10-minute walk. So a couple blocks, really. Nice. I mean... The, the slowest part will be getting out of the arena, and then, boom, you can be right over there. So, I mean, I would think, let's say Iowa State-Kansas at oh, a two-hour game. Um, I think that they could be there by halftime for sure for the women's game and prop, maybe even by the end of the first quarter if you if you get out of there quickly. And don't, don't look past them. They'll do that. Not everybody will do that, but there will be, especially if Iowa State wins. If they beat Kansas because they're not going to want the night to end, right? Right. right. Um, if they lose, I think it'll probably hurt the women's attendance. But I, I would guess that based on what I've seen, there'll be 10,000 Iowa State fans flowing over to Little Old Municipal Auditorium after that game. Well, I think there's – and you said there's more coming. There's a bunch coming tomorrow. I think there's probably I-35 right now. Is mm-hmm. maybe not oh, right yeah. now, but it's certain. It's about to get busier here because the Kansas with, Iowa State. Whew. With the early game yesterday, I bet a lot of people drove. I, I, I mean, I know we have relatives who packed their bags right after the game yesterday and drove down so they could come down and party last night. Yeah, and, and what it's they, nuts. Like this, this, just a different deal down here. And, it is. And Iowa State fans are just crazy. Like it's just. I had one guy telling me, a bartender, I, I have a dive bar that I like, and I was bumping into this I bumped into this guy on Wednesday night, and he manages one of the spots here at Power and Light, and he was just, he was happy because it was going to be a great weekend for him. He was annoyed that Iowa State had the early game. He goes, because <laughs> I have to be there to open at 7 now because Iowa State fans will be lined up at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning wanting to drink. That's unbelievable. Because no other fan base will do that, just you guys. No, uh, I love it. Service industry people want Iowa State to have a long run in that tournament every single year. Bartenders, bar- waiters, waitresses, uh, they, they make uh, they make a lot of money uh, during this period. No, no. So what is the get-in price tonight for this? Uh, for this? Any idea? 
to get in is probably anywhere from 100 to 150 for really bad seats. Yep. If you want to be in the lower level, you're paying over 200, probably closer to 250. And I would guess more. I mean, that would be behind the basket. I, I was looking um, last night, and it, it, you know, if you're like a single, you can get in for cheaper. But mm-hmm. if you got a group of two or four, yeah, you're paying at least 250 to to be at a decent decent spot for this one because. You know, the, the one thing is a bunch of Kansas State fans lost their tickets or gave their tickets up last night, so that helped. Yeah. It probably helped the market as, as far as the, the pricing goes. If they would have won, you probably would have been looking at 500 minimum tonight to get into the lowest. Unreal. So, Chris, last thing. Uh, Iowa State probably, uh, they are a five right now. If, with the win tonight over Kansas, I don't know how you are with, the, with bracketology. Can they move to the four line? Is that impossible? I no, I don't think it's impossible. I, honestly, um, Trent would probably be better on that than me. I, I don't. I'm way more into the net and the Ken Palm and stuff, and then I kind of let the bracket people do what they want. But you know, I, I do it with Pollard being on that committee. I've gotten a little bit of a just interesting look because he he knows so much about it now, and you can ask yeah. him questions like, "Well, what do you think?" And the those you know the amount of good wins that Iowa State has is right up there with, with anybody the in the country. And, you know, you keep just piling those things on. And, you know, they, they care more about who you've beaten than who you've lost to. And that's the good thing for Iowa and Iowa State. You know, when you look at they, both teams have been bad against the bottom of the league and really good against the top of the league this year. But when it comes to the tournament committee, they care more about that. So I think that they, they absolutely, if they win, I think that they could be on the four line tonight, which is very rare. Normally, these conference tournaments don't really impact your seating that much. But, you know, when you're in this league and you can just keep piling on these massive wins, mm. uh, you know, it does. It, because of how Iowa State slipped up in February, it, it gives them an opportunity to move up now, I think. This time last week, we were talking about a seven, maybe, yeah. and the, the, the sky was <laughs> falling, and people were out on ledges. Yeah. Un- unbelievable. What a difference a week way. All right, so it's Cyclone Fanatic Yield. For those folks that uh, Cyclone fans that can't make it, you'll be on pregame there. Are you doing anything on Iowa everywhere in advance of the game? No, probably nothing in advance. I will do some stuff afterwards. Um, Hassel and I did a, a reaction to Iowa and Iowa State last night. That's up there. And then, yeah, I'm pretty much cyclone fanatic from from here until the end of the weekend because it's there's just there's a lot and we cover the women just like we cover the men and i I think that they have a you know tough game against baylor tonight but i i I truly think if they win tonight i would be surprised if they're not playing for a championship on sunday so we'll have a busy weekend for sure how about that i'm guessing there's a lot of cyclone fans licking their wounds this morning after winning that early game and having (laughs) all day to play well here's what's funny because i you know I worked until probably like nine yeah. last night. And then I, I was like, Oh, I'm going to go out and watch the second half at TCU Kansas state. And I was like, Oh, it'll be quiet. <laughs> you know, there's everybody's going to be in bed. They've been up since eight o'clock drinking. Absolutely not. I went to the place that I thought would be dead. And there's just Iowa state fans everywhere. They don't stop. It's a, I, I have no idea how their livers function the way that they do, but this, it's a rare group of individuals. Good stuff, Chris. Thanks for doing this, Chris Williams. Uh, hopefully your yeah. schedule allowed next week. Thanks, bud. Yep.
See you guys. Yep, take, take care. care. Good to talk to you. Chris Williams, Iowa Everywhere, and Cyclone Fanatic. We'll come back, finish up the hour, head to Vegas. Chris Anders from the South Point will kick things off. Tom Cakert on Iowa and what lies ahead for the Hawkeyes. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. <laughs> Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Well, Trent, before the uh, Big 12 tournament started yesterday. Mm-hmm. Iowa State was 10 to 1 to win it all. I told you I needed 100 to 1. Right. <laughs> Oops. Um, if you had that ticket, you'd be feeling pretty good, though. Yeah, I would. What are they today? Uh, they are currently a DraftKings 6 to 1. So are they the longest price of the four remaining schools? They are. You can still get Kansas a plus money, plus 125 for the Jayhawks. Texas, the second choice, mm-hmm. at plus 210. TCU, 5 to 1. And Iowa State at 6 to 1. I, I give you a million to one on Iowa right now. Yeah, yeah, they're not in a trend. They, they lost. <laughs> oh, that, that did happen. Yeah, uh, Rutgers, by the way, was at, uh, jumped out to a big lead. Purdue's come back. They lead by one at the half. Pretty good game there. Have that yeah. one on over in this studio as we just dip our toe in this Friday, though. We were in Vegas a year ago at that this was time. was so much fun. It was an incredible day, a long day. You had buckets of beer. Now, what, are the, what is the Big Ten Network interviewing the president of the Chicago Bears? Hmm. Something in the future? Well, maybe in the past. Well, that too. Oh, it's Kevin Ward. I thought you meant the current president. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, got, I got what you're saying. Yes. I see the direction that you're heading there. Uh, who do you like, Northwestern? I know you're rooting for Penn State. Will Penn State beat Northwestern? Yes. You think they will? Oh, of course. My Nittany Lions. You are. You're, you've identified them weeks ago. They're, they're in the tournament after last night, according to the bracketologist. Anyways, hour two coming up. We'll head to Vegas. Chris Andrews will kick things off. Uh, Tom Cakert on Iowa, 1225. Claxon's Barbecue, still to come. 106.3 KXNO.